Welcome once again to Benchwork, a podcast designed to provide you with knowledge, experiences, tools, and ideas about venture capital, entrepreneurship, and finance. Interviews and conversations with top-notch global experts will take place every week, hosted by me, Hector Shibata, Director of Investments and Portfolio at AC Ventures, a global corporate venture capital fund, an Associate Professor for Entrepreneurial Finance and Venture Capital. Don't forget to follow us for more content on Medium, LinkedIn and Twitter as ACB underscore BC. With no more to say, hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome everyone, it's a pleasure to have you in ACB webinars. Today we're going to have a great topic it's going to be about social commerce, and we have great speakers. First of all, thank you to all of the participants. We would like to thank you, our allies, ACM, GADE, GAN, Generation S, Global Corporate Venturing, Innova360, IBCA, LAPCA, and BC Academy. And obviously, thank you so much to our great speakers. Jinji So, she is the CEO, the CEO of Havana and they operate in Malaysia. Thank you, Jinji, for being today with us. And we also have Laura Constantini. She's a founder and partner at Astella Investimentos, a leading VC firm in Brazil. Thank you for taking the time to join into this conversation. So let's kick off. Obviously, we understand from the name that social commerce is based on digital economy society. But what are the main characteristics of this social commerce? Jinji? Hey, good morning, everyone. I'm Yenyi. Um, so aside from being social, uh, social commerce has a lot to do with network and influence. So this is not something new. Uh, it's already happening in communities, especially in collectivistic cultures. So in Latin America, uh, in Asia, this is very common. So social commerce has just... Um, moved it to a different medium uh, using technology, social networks, where leaders, community leaders, uh, whether they are KOLs or they are leaders in their own friends or family group, are uh, influencing other people to purchase. And social commerce uh, using the power of technology uh, makes discovery and purchase happen on the same platform. So the key here um, is definitely network and influence. Yeah, those are great characteristics, network and influence. What are, what are your thoughts, Laura? Thank you, Hector. A pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, I mean, the other uh, very interesting uh, characteristic of social commerce is that uh, the power to the commerce, because it gives uh, tools for the each of the individuals to uh, either sell their own um, brands or their uh, own manufacturing um self-made uh, products, or even to be a representative of a, a big brands that uh, um, trust on each other's uh, uh, network and, and social network to uh, arrive at, uh, at different kinds of consumers that uh, the, the, the brands might not have access to. So I would say that, um, th that the social commerce is really interesting because it uh, democratizes and uh, uh, the, the the last mile of commerce uh, for for everybody. So uh, this is uh, something that is really interesting uh, if you consider an evolution and how technology helps to decentralize, make everything available and uh, and possible for 
for a lot of uh, people that, that didn't have access either to an act of selling something or either to uh, have access to a, a, a bigger um, uh, community to sell their own products. So I would, I would say that this, is, that, that this is the impact that social commerce is bringing to, to the countries in general. Great. And we know that, for example, the, the first uh, part of the first starting, sorry, starting of, um, of e-commerce uh, was the first, uh, the base for uh, social commerce nowadays. So uh, how is this e-commerce uh, starting different or how it contrasts with social commerce? What are the, the main points that are different from e-commerce, from these marketplaces or these platforms uh, with this social commerce that is, is uh, emerging nowadays? So, so definitely, um, I think uh, in, in the West, uh, definitely people has discovered commerce first and it's very search-based. So I have something in mind, I do my own research, I arrive at maybe uh, Amazon, eBay, and then I go through the listings and so on. Whereas uh, in emerging markets, uh, more users actually discover social before they discover search. So a lot of countries, uh, especially in Southeast Asia, social media is the internet. Um, they don't use search engines, they don't use Google. So social commerce is largely driven by discovery, uh, whether they discovered it on a social media platform, recommendations to friends, things like, hey, have you checked out so-and-so's Instagram? Um, and this is driven a lot by discovery, second, followed by a lot of FOMO, um, like, oh, what is this that my friend is talking about? Mm -hmm. What is the app that I've not heard of? And what is this brand or KOL talking about? It, it sparks a lot of interest. Um, and also another thing is definitely it's very impulsive. It's, it's very pretty. Um, a lot of the things that are showcased for social commerce is beautiful photos first. You know, whether it's a gorgeous model. Or <laughs> definitely it catches, um, it's a thumb-stopping moment, right? When you're scrolling mm -hmm. and you're like, hey, what's this? And, and that catches someone's eye and then com, uh, completed with social proof, uh, engagement by friends, you often get to see who's, who likes it, who is commenting. So there's a big FOMO and it's like, oh, I have to have this. It's often very impulsive. Mm -hmm. And I think um, technology has helped to escalate that, right? Make it easy for payment and, and this really drove uh, the growth of social commerce. And at least that's what we're observing in this part of the world. Just um, 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 uh, adding to what uh, Eugene just uh, mentioned, I think uh, what, what is really interesting is that, uh, for example, in Brazil, most of the population is uh, mobile first or mobile only. So they go straight to their apps like Facebook, Instagram, and, and, and other social platforms for, uh, for whatever uh, kind of uh, knowledge that they want to to build. So it's either going to an, an influencer page to learn from something, or if they have, a, and even uh, financial services, for example, a lot of um, uh, Brazilians are unbanked or, or, or have not accessed uh, to, to a lot of uh, financial services. So they go to the, the, to the influencers to understand how a product works, to understand how, how 
feasible it is for themselves and they learn from from each other and they see what else uh, who else is, is commenting and and uh, what are the comments and, and and so they look for people similar to themselves to understand if the, the feasibility of, uh, of the product so it's a uh, it's it's where people um, build knowledge and where people learn on on the social platforms nowadays so so and from the mobile uh, I would say that uh, uh, most of uh, the Brazilian population um, is is um, mobile first yeah and as you mentioned since the early days of social commerce we have the social networks and those networks are the best allies of the of social commerce so for instance there were 800 million transactions in facebook marketplace in 2000 in 2018 and today in addition we have new platforms and these platforms have developed better technologies and they have adapted to the need of the customers so which were which are the main technologies that allow social commerce to become so relevant or the APIs, the payment systems, customer service, what, what are those technologies? Um, definitely in, in Asia, there's also a mobile first, uh, very similar, uh, mobile first, a lot of unbanked market um, and accessibility to a smartphone is now easier than ever. Uh, even people who are not in the office space, uh, who don't work at a desk job might have more than one smartphone. Um, they're affordable, um, telco plans are really cheap, and they even offer free data, especially when you're surfing like Facebook, Instagram, uh, and even YouTube. So it really drives um, the people to go to social first when they do their search, when they follow people, and so on. Uh, the second thing is definitely um, with the aid of payment uh, and platforms like, like what Alvana is doing is make it easy for people to buy on social media. So this has quickened and also scaled the conversions for brands. And uh, like Laura mentioned earlier, uh, it has democratized access. Whether you are um, uh, you know, doing a passion project, um, like, like in the light of COVID, a lot of people who lost their jobs have turned to their personal hobbies. Uh, in my neighborhood, people are like cooking, baking, selling things that they're growing in the balcony. Um, so there's no longer a barrier for them to reach out to people and also to um, get easily discovered. So you can write on hashtags, for example, uh, just hashtag neighborhood name and you can kind of see like who's selling what, uh, who's looking for what. So it's really easy to access. Similarly for brands, uh, I think in the past, like let's say you are a large conglomerate, in order to reach the customer or vice versa, maybe the customer has to write in an email or like go through very, very formal channels. But nowadays you can tweet them, you can DM them, you can PM them and you get direct access. It has also humanized communication between brands and users. Uh, in the past, you probably get like a super formal like response, like dear so-and-so, you know, in light of blah, blah, blah. And that's not really what people want to hear. Now they are connecting to brands as if like I'm sliding to my friend's DM. And, and it has really strengthened that customer relationship between brand and also buyer and therefore foster more um, uh, brand trust. So people don't want to just talk to brands or see ads. They want genuine connection. Uh, what's behind the brand? Am I talking to a human? Uh, is this a chatbot? 
So definitely all these things in place. And because everybody's kind of stuck at home for the past year or so, everybody is on their phone and on social media. So this has really, really helped social commerce grow uh, definitely across the group. I would also add a bit of flavor from uh, Brazil and in Latin America. I would uh, say that uh, a very interesting trend is how um, Brazil is uh, enable different uh, um, payment methods um, to, uh, to enable social commerce and, and e-commerce in general. So considering uh, the, the, the amount of unbanked population, having the uh, instant payment uh, um, applied by the central bank to the e-wallets and, and, uh, and, and digital wallets um, as uh, uh, separated from, from the, the, the banks as institution was very important as well for, for the, the entire system and for making transactions more uh, fluid. So this, this is uh, very important. And also, uh, I would say how logistics is improving significantly in Brazil is also and, and how the uh, logistics uh, uh, solutions are being um, connected to the platforms like uh, Mercado Livre, Elo7, which is an, an artisan um, marketplace where exactly like uh, Yinjing was saying, uh, people can, um, can, can build their own products and put into this platform to sell. So the, the, the entire logistic uh, um, is quite important for, 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 for enabling um, all of this to happen. And, uh, and I would say that um, even for the, the big brands, uh, the um, availability of platforms and, uh, and technological tools that uh, enable them to decentralize the, um, uh, the sales force is really interesting. And, uh, and, and there are a lot of challenges coming from that, um, that, that also technology can provide uh, solutions like uh, training, uh, so that uh, the individuals and uh, that, that those salespeople, individual salespeople have the, the ability to uh, um, tr uh, communicate the values of each brand, which is also important. So, so for instance, there are a lot of um, interesting uh, examples of uh, um, in Brazil of uh, uh, cosmetic brands that are born social and, and how the, the culture uh, has been disseminated so that uh, influences and even individuals can uh, um, transmit their own values um, and and uh, and have the connection uh, with uh, with other people to sell their their brands and 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 also how the big brands can use those platforms to train uh, and motivate the, the the decentralized sales force. Uh, to uh, to transmit the values and to sell in an adequate way. So I would say that uh, that all of this is is uh, is how uh, technology enables uh, uh, social uh, commerce and and e-commerce in general. So uh, it's a it's a very interesting moment in the world where you have the 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 the, the, the correct uh, tech stacks to uh, enable total decentralization and democratization of our commerce in general. Great, and as you pointed out, Laura, that um, we, we have 
certain technologies that are uh, pushing or that are uh, helping the, the social commerce to grow. But we have also tech hubs. For example, in Asia, you know, in Asia we have a, a big technological companies, emerging startups. You mentioned a little bit of Brazil, and we have other hubs like in, in Silicon Valley, you know, that innovation that is um, all the time emerging there. Uh, and and driven to, to, to that, uh, like those capabilities, those technological capabilities, sometimes we have, uh, we have seen more um, growth of social commerce in those regions specifically. But we would like to know if, uh, if there are others that you consider are also using uh, uh, the social commerce or in which other countries, regions, you have seen this uh, trend growing. Uh, Laura, I don't, I don't know if, if you can help us to understand more. Yeah, I would, I would say that Brazil is very social. It, it is a country that people love to talk. It, the presence <laughs> of Brazilians in the social platform is huge. I would say that Brazil is the, the third or the fourth uh, largest community in Facebook and Instagram. And uh, we have uh, the usage of uh, WhatsApp as a communication and also as a means for communicating with uh, uh, stores, brands, and so forth makes almost every every uh, um, a brand uh, 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 gives every brand a possibility of being social. So, so it's it's amazing how 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 Brazilians are 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 addicted to 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 the social uh, platforms. But I would say that in general, this is the case for for Latam. Um, so we we and and Hector can can talk a little bit more about Mexico. But I would say that uh, that Latin America as as a whole is a culture that communicates a lot, that sells a lot, that that uh, changes a lot of ideas, that relies on other people um, um, information and, um, to for uh, consuming and, and everything else. So. I, uh, I would say that uh, our region is 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 a, a fertile um, soil for for social um, for everything. So so, um, so I I would uh, we we are really keen on um, social commerce becoming bigger and bigger uh, from from now on. But typically, what we have noticed is that developed economies they are quicker to adapt and adopt digital issues, digital matters vis-a-vis -vis emerging economies because of infrastructure, accessibility, and many other factors. For instance, digital banking, it's been adopted in, in developed economies. What are other barriers in order to adopt social commerce? And what, what are those key differences between developed and emerging economies in order to adopt and develop social commerce? I would say, um, Hector, that uh, uh, payments and logistics are the two biggest barrier for, for social commerce because people are already connected. They are into the networks already. So I wouldn't say that it's a, a matter of, a, a, um, of a, a access to uh, the internet, but I would say that it's access to uh, payment solutions uh, plus um, adequate and uh, cheaper logistics uh, um, alternatives. So, so I would uh, 
I would say that uh, mainly in Brazil, that is a country with a large dimensions, uh, that uh, logistics is still a big issue for, for, for social commerce to thrive. Uh, but, uh, and, uh, and now that uh, the government is um, uh, regulating the, the, the instant payment, I think I I bet that uh, that that we will have a, a big uh, um, jump into um, uh, more people to social commerce because the, this barrier will be will be will be broken. So um, the next one will be logistics for for us. Okay, Jinji, what in your experience, what would you say? Um, actually, we see very similar trends uh, across Southeast Asia. Um, so logistics, um, for, for Malaysia, we don't have so many islands, but in a country such as like the Philippines, Indonesia, we have a lot of islands. So definitely logistics and also um, how merchants can kind of like sell cross-border within this region itself is still a very big challenge. Um, uh, there's a lot of demand, definitely. Uh, people hear and discover brands from KOLs very easily on social but then when it comes to delivery, it's either very, very expensive or um, there's, uh, merchants don't even want to ship cross-border because they don't understand like how does customs work, how does tax work, how do I make sure my customer receives my product um, in time. In terms of payment, uh, definitely in the past uh, two years or so, uh, e-wallets have, have been on the rise and the adoption has been very, very high. Um, with a lot of incentives, a lot of cashbacks. So definitely people are already um, very understanding of how to do this. Uh, but I would agree, uh, similar here in this region, logistics is still a major pain point. But I would say that um, people are very creative. Um, so uh, for the lack of logistics, then it birthed another kind of like um, ecosystem, which uh, we call it resellers. So you can think of it as affiliates, you can think of it as dropshippers. So these are sort of like your representative that kind of buy on behalf of their community of friends and family. So they become the logistic that delivers to their neighborhood or their, their village. And um, this is already happening in many, many parts in Southeast Asia. Um, and especially if the brand is owned by a KOL or a celebrity, definitely they have so many resellers that help them um, kind of like spread uh, the brand and also distribute the products in suburban areas or in areas where logistics is very, very hard to reach. So yeah, um, it's, mm -hmm. it's a good problem to have and uh, definitely we're looking to to improve on logistics so that businesses can scale further. Great. And in the same sense, I would like to know, and perhaps this is going to be quite like controversial, but the uh, social commerce really help small businesses to grow and, and the economy to become more liquid, or is just another tool that will end up being monopolized by, by big brands? I, I think you have mentioned that also big brands are, are using this um, quite of uh, uh, tools to, to improve their sales and their communication with their customers. So what is going to happen? I don't know if we can start with you, Laura. Yeah, sure. I, I don't think it will be monopolized. I think uh, it will enable a lot of uh, things 
and uh, a lot of uh, uh, possibilities surrounding the big brands and also giving um, individuals the alternative to sell their, their products. So, and that's the, the beauty of uh, the decentralization of the internet and now the, the, the decentralization of our social commerce where you uh, can activate um, your own network or your own community to sell like uh, uh, your products if you are an artisan. Um, considering that uh, that you that that uh, you can uh, ship or you can sell to all over the world, you will find uh, other consumers in a larger market for what uh, you produce. And to the big brands, uh, have a a, a a big contingent of people uh, learning uh, the attributes of your products and your brand to sell to their own network. So, and, and this is interesting uh, as well. And only the, the technology can provide the tools for those brands and even to the small uh, producers to have governance and, uh, and, and to communicate at the large scale to uh, their uh, network and, uh, and, and community that, that they can create. So I think, uh, I, don't, I don't believe that uh, only the big brands will, will benefit from that. On the contrary, I do, I do see uh, uh, the social commerce in op 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 opening um, a lot of possibilities to a lot of people. And, uh, and I, I feel very um, enthusiastic about this, um, especially for a country like Brazil that uh, has a lot of um, informality, uh, giving uh, th these people um, the alternative of, of, uh, of a platform and uh, finding ways to be formal but not linked to um, uh, the same employers. So it is, is quite interesting. So. So I, 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 I understand that it can uh, change the dynamics of, uh, of, of a lot of people. Hey, what about you, Jenny? Do you think what is happening in Southeast Asia? Is this uh, a field dominant by, uh, by these big brands or something that uh, is becoming more uh, important and relevant for the uh, democratization of uh, commerce in, in Southeast Asia? Um, in, in Southeast Asia, definitely um, social commerce favors um, the indie brands, uh, the, the underdogs, uh, if, you, if you like. Um, so why? Because at the end of the day, people want a genuine connection where I want to know like, hey, you know, what's the story behind this? And people follow people on social media. People want to, um, you know, oh, because we share similar values or we share similar lifestyles or I aspire to be um, like you in the future, or I kind of want to live vicariously through you uh, as a KOL. So definitely um, this connects uh, the brand and the user. And because of this genuine connection, uh, it builds trust. It builds the brand stronger than your typical uh, big brands. Uh, we, don't, we don't believe that it will be monopolized by big brands in uh, as a matter of fact, from what we are observing in this region is that uh, big brands are actually um, kind of worried because now that the shopping malls are closed because of the lockdown, retail is, um, your traditional retail is, is kind of dying. We have so many brands uh, shutting down their stores. Uh, a lot of uh, departmental stores that were around for like more than 100 years have already closed. 
uh, in Malaysia, uh, a lot of them have pulled out of the country. Actually, they're very afraid. They are now, um, you know, before this, we've always like kind of like went to them and say like, hey, are you going digital? And they're like, no, we have a hundred plus stores in the, in the country. We have very good food traffic. Our salespeople are great. But the moment COVID hit and then they're like, oh my God, we have to go online and we have to go social because that's where the people are. And uh, even if they are doing okay retail, uh, social commerce presents, um, how to say, to enlarge the pie of their business for them. Because suddenly they're realizing there's a different market out there. Uh, people that don't uh, necessarily uh, have the means to go to the mall or they are not, um, you know, search, uh, search first, especially in terms of buying. And they're very dependent on the community for recommendations or KOL. So social is definitely the place to be. And um, so many people do not do Google searches for things anymore. It's really just oh, the latest PS5 is out, how do I see reviews? Maybe in the past you would read blogs, you would read articles, uh, maybe watch a YouTube video, but now it's really like, hey, let me search the hashtag and see what people are saying. You know, And that is the trend across this entire region. So actually from what we see, if you don't adopt social, you're actually gonna miss the boat. Um, you're gonna be, uh, unfortunately, another Nokia, another like Kodak. So, that is a huge opportunity for big brands uh, that they are missing out. In fact, the smaller guys are actually surviving. Um, people who just started business maybe a couple months ago, they're actually finding their niche market. And um, this is what's happening in emerging markets. Where else we see the developed markets is not to say that social commerce doesn't work for them. It does, but it works in very niche communities. So maybe the masses are very used to your Amazons and eBay, but then the niche market, you know, people who are secondary market traders, you know, the latest Supreme product, the latest Nike drops, you know, things that are exchanging hands or hobbyists that are looking um, to, for collector's items, they have always thrived on social because the community is so strong. Um, they are either trading on Facebook groups, uh, there's Telegram groups because WhatsApp just cannot contain the amount of people anymore. And um, we see it happening across the world. And we, we believe that um, in spite of the, the pandemic, this has really accelerated the adoption. And it's kind of given a wake up call to most business owners that uh, it's kind of adopt or die uh, because social is here to stay. Social is the future. And then we're very excited that we're in this industry and being part of this, being part of this growth uh, in Southeast Asia where it's growing and uh, what we we kind of predicted when we first started Avana five years ago when we were like promoting social commerce back then people were like what even is social commerce try to define it where else we are seeing that uh, in 2020 onwards everyone is like oh my god I have to go social social commerce is is what I need to do for my business so we're, we're very happy to be in the space uh, we got kind of a head start and we've been helping a lot of businesses do that as well. So both of you live in four different geographies. Do you have any great example or success story about social commerce applied in your geographies, in your countries? Uh, I, I, I can start on with that. <laughs> um, yes, we, we have, a, we have a, a very interesting um, group of uh, companies that uh, um, were born social so new brands 
And uh, one of them is in our portfolio, it's called Salve. It's a cosmetic brand that uh, before selling um, their, their first products, they build the community around the, the values and, uh, and, and around their um, notion of uh, beauty. And then uh, after they had a, a, a large community integrated and engaged, they started to sell their products. So this, this is a, a very interesting example of how the community was built before the product. And, uh, and we also have uh, a company in, in that um, uh, we, we ended up investing um, a couple of months ago that is called uh, Born Logic. That is a tool for uh, retailers to uh, decentralize their sales force. So imagine that with uh, COVID, all the stores were closed. How those uh, people uh, could sell? Um, it, so the, the only thing that they knew um, how to do is to create demand uh, for, for people to go to the stores. So the, the Born Logic gave uh, the, these people tools for the, 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 the transaction to happen in, the, the, in their own social platforms. So um, whenever the stores were closed, uh, all this, the salespeople could still continue to sell. Um, and, uh, and, and it was interesting because they knew what was on the inventories of their stores, what, was the, what the brands were trying to communicate to their uh, clients and so forth. And they could actually uh, help a lot of our retailers um, to continue selling because they, they, they didn't uh, need to rely only on the stores, uh, uh, physical stores anymore. So, so it was another... A very interesting example that was born in the pandemics, but um, these people will have this tool forever. And uh, uh, even if they use it so, so that the people will go to the stores or will, will sell through the WhatsApp or whatever, it will continue to be useful. So uh, it, it's a trend that, that, uh, that is here to stay and, uh, and, and Born Logic um, uh, can uh, enable uh, the retailers and the brands to have a adequate governance, adequate speech, and to monitor what is uh, going on on, on, the, on the socials uh, uh, of their uh, retail uh, people. So, so it's, a, it's also a very good example. So, uh, but besides of that, you have the platforms, Mercado Livre is a huge platform in, in Brazil um, uh, and in Latin America. It was born in Argentina. And uh, Magazines Luisa, it was a traditional retailer that uh, told that that make a big shift for um, online, and uh, and and is one of the 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 retailers that has been benefiting from uh, the 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 pandemics because uh, it managed to uh, be able to continue to communicate and engage users um, beside the fact that the, the stores were closed. So, um, and, and I would say that uh, uh, all the uh, tools like uh, Vitex, which is also a, a Brazilian uh, company that helps um, um, e-commerce and, and websites to uh, provide a commerce alternative. So, so there are uh, some interesting examples in Brazil and in Latin America for uh, of uh, people doing a lot of uh, interesting things on, on social and, and social commerce in, in Brazil and, and Latin in general.
So, so similarly um, for us, I'll share more examples on uh, merchants that we've helped. Um, so all the way up, uh, we've helped Universal Music Group. Um, so they are a label that manages uh, different artists. Um, and the beauty of working with a music label that has a lot of artists is that all these artists already have an engaged group uh, of followers. You know, they, are, they have fans on Instagram that they are constantly uh, chatting and they're constantly sharing things. So um, because of uh, the pandemic, so concerts and meet and greet were kind of like halted. So instead, uh, there was a lot of merchandise released instead. So already, uh, they already have a captive audience, which is their followers. So with, uh, with our help, uh, we've actually helped these brands and these celebrities to actually reach to their fans. Now you can buy my merchandise of my latest album drop directly from my social media. So there's no longer to, oh, please click here, sign up for an account. No, the moment my album drops, I share it on Instagram, you can buy it on Instagram. And uh, what we've also helped these businesses do is that you now have a centralized inventory where you can manage all your products, the information, customer orders, and uh, information all in one hub. So in the Avana dashboard, but you can sell across multiple platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Telegram, all the channels that people are already talking and discovering your products, that is where that they can buy. And you don't have to manage multiple platforms. So that is um, a big group of company, right? So uh, moving a bit lower, uh, one of the local celebrities, she's a celebrity entrepreneur. Um, she has this product, uh, which is a banana milk. So uh, fun fact, um, Malaysians uh, love everything to do with Korea. So banana milk is one of the um, kind of souvenirs that people always bring back when they traveled from Korea, right? But because of the short shelf life, she decided that, hey, why don't I develop it locally for the people? So it's made in Malaysia for Malaysians. Um, and prior to this, she has always used um, your traditional distributors. People will buy wholesale and then they'll sell it in their shops, uh, sell it in the supermarket and so on. But um, this particular celebrity, she has about 7.5 million followers on Instagram. And after working with her, um, for the very first time, she is uh, enabling her social channels, her influence for commerce purposes. So it's a captive audience of 7.5 million people. So the first thing was uh, we helped her um, do a launch uh, using uh, Facebook Live. So while she's presenting the product, people can actually comment and buy. So you're not kind of like waiting like, hey, can you take my order? You know, like, how do I buy? So while she's demonstrating, you can just comment and purchase while the live is going on. So that was the first phase that we helped her do. The second phase was now that people are already able to buy direct from her, um, all her fans can also become a reseller. So she's also empowering her audience, her captive audience, not only to buy, but also to earn extra income. Uh, you know, for a rainy day, you never know when this COVID is going to end. And um, it's very easy. It's made easy because we made it into an app. Everybody has a smartphone. The app is free. And everybody just needs to share. Share links on Facebook, share links on WhatsApp. And that's, that's what people do every day, right? You know, whatever message that you think is important or useful, the first thing you do is share it to your friends and family. So we are tapping on the natural behavior of users um, that are already doing, we're not changing the way people are doing things, but we are enabling that for commerce, for brands and for business owners. So she's a celebrity, okay? She has uh, a lot of followers. What about your 
neighborhood, um, mom and dad, you know, kind of mom and pop kind of business, right? So uh, in Malaysia, we saw like an influx of uh, this brand called Norwex. So Norwex is a microfiber cloth brand that has been around for more than 20 years. It has gained its popularity during the pandemic because of social commerce. Why? Because everybody is now staying home. Uh, you need to have a clean environment. Everybody is very, very particular about hygiene. And they did it so well because they targeted the niche community, which is moms. So there's no better researcher out there than a community of expecting mothers or mothers with young toddlers. So that was their first target audience. So the sales went insane. The review was so organic because people will share what is good. They want um, people to know that, hey, you know, if you have a young toddler like me, um, this is the cloth to buy because it's good, it's cheap, it's good for the environment and so on. You don't need to, as it were, teach people how to be salesmen. And that's a term people kind of shy away from. Uh, you just find people that, that fit. So there's a very strong product market fit for social commerce. And because of this, the brand just exploded into the market. Now we even have men selling this cloth. So we've seen um, across the board, whether you are a, you know, um, MNC, whether you are a celebrity or whether you're just someone with less than 100 followers on Instagram, social commerce works for you. And uh, we were very excited to see what's next, you know, like um, what else can we do? What else can we do to help the different groups of business owners and brands across the board um, to tap on this technology and to grow their business further? Great. And going a little bit deeper about the, the kind of tips or recommendations that you can give um, to others. For example, we have seen influencers, you know, these social uh, commerce entrepreneurs uh, that they already have their own brands, their, their own products, um, and, and they sell both like content and also products or services. So what are the recommendations to keep these um interaction all the time in, in these channels? What are the main elements or the main strategies you have seen uh, that, that influencers or other people is using that might be applied to, to this uh, social commerce that is emerging in uh, any, it could be in, in the social uh, commerce in, in, in a YouTube channel or in, in any platform that is working uh, through these uh, same same um, tool. So I don't know if we can start with you, Laura. Yeah, definitely. I would say that uh, a, a very important aspect of a <clears throat> sorry of social commerce is the storytelling that you have behind uh, um, whatever whatever you are selling, because um, people go uh, social to communicate to change ideas and uh, to engage with other people that have the same uh, values or has the same lifestyle as you do or even the same problems or the same dilemmas and so on. So having a storytelling behind uh, uh, the whatever you sell or the brands you sell is very important to engage people and to invite people to create with you uh, um, uh, the, the stories that uh, that you can um, uh, um, uh, engage others, and this is this is important because 
uh, at the end of the day, um, it's, it's the experience that matters when you are social. It's uh, the ideas that you exchange, it's how you learn. And, uh, and you will end up uh, looking for influencers or, or for the, the opinions of other people because you wanna check uh, their experience. You, wa you wanna learn from whatever they are, uh, um, th they are living. And, and that's the interesting thing. If you have a good storytelling and you can, um, and you can uh, uh, um, uh, show uh, products your own products or, or third-party products, uh, considering what, uh, um, what you want to communicate is, is, is really interesting. So um, th there are a lot of um, interesting um, um, stories uh, and, and of uh, people that uh, become talking about their lives and how they struggle with a, a problem or an issue and how a specific brand or a specific product that they, they created was uh, was was uh, uh, important to help them uh, thrive, and 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 that's the experience that uh, people look for when they go social, and and this is what is important. So I would say that uh, the main important aspect uh, is the the storytelling that you have behind. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, people people want to connect with people. People want to understand like, hey, what what's the story behind this product or brand? And we see so many uh, businesses started because, um, oh, I developed this product because my child has uh, rashes or eczema, has sensitive skin. Uh, I did this because I want a greener earth for the future and uh, for the future generation and so on. So aside from that, I think um, the storytelling has to be very authentic. Um, of course, we see a lot of uh, KOLs who are in it for business. They are just taking on jobs, representing different brands and things. But um, the ones that have a genuine engagement uh, with their followers, they stand for something. For example, uh, maybe I believe in, um, you know, uh, reducing plastic. So all the products that I produce um, from the packaging all the way to the bubble wraps, I will not use plastic. And people believe that. So people who share the same thoughts, people who are um, who believe the same values, they tend to be the, the advocates of that brand, a customer and also advocate. So indirectly, you get a lot of a word of mouth marketing and that is what builds a social commerce brand. The second thing is because of this uh, authenticity, um, it becomes not a business marketing, you're like your traditional channels, but it becomes more like, hey, you're talking with your best friends, you know, like, hey, we share the same ideas, even though we've never met, uh, even though um, I don't know where you, where you are based, maybe you could be halfway across the world, but because we share these values, we can have very engaging conversations. And uh, I've seen so many examples of this, right? So when they actually meet their customers or when they bump into each other in the supermarket or in the public, um, people really connect with the brand owners as if I've known you like forever. And, and that comes across very strongly on social. So authenticity uh, is definitely something uh, a brand owner should adopt. And we see a lot of MNCs, bigger brands, instead of shouting out about their brand names, they kind of shifted to using a persona, using like a human voice to kind of represent the products and brands that they sell nowadays on social media as well. 
So everything is all about the storytelling, brand positioning, but, but first of all, how do you generate that trust? That would be my first question. And then a follow-on would be, how important should be the service, the customer service in order to enhance the experience? Um, definitely because social is instant. And I think especially a lot of people who, who primarily live on social media, they're used to things loading fast, people replying fast. So um, brands and business owners have to step up their game. We see a lot of um, MNCs, traditional businesses, actually um, kind of like very resistant to this because they're very used to, I'll get back to you in two business days kind of mode. Um, and we tell them, no, on social, it's really 30 minutes or less. If not, it's as if you don't have a brand presence, you know, you're not engaging with your consumers. So definitely constant uh, engagement. And I think the roles have also changed from the traditional roles. Instead of having customer service, sales, and marketing, um, the team members that look after social commerce as a business channel now have to be a generalist. So you are able to consult the customer, answer technical questions, answer support questions, answer them like, hey, where is my product? I can't track my order. So even the, the team members, uh, the workforce that joins this team have to be uh, very broad, very generalist. Uh, and, and it's a very interesting role because you're, you're not just doing one thing uh, day in, day out anymore, but you kind of like have an overview of the business. And this is especially exciting for the younger uh, workforce because they join a company and they want to be able to, hey, I want to learn as much as I can, how. And the beauty of it is these people use social media all the time. So they're doing, um, they're learning a lot on a platform that they're already using to connect with people and they're experts at that. So they don't even need to learn as it were the skills and they're used to this instantaneous uh, response. So customer service uh, has to be very, how to say, human. Yeah, it can no longer be a formal tone. Most brands, uh, and we even advise them to adopt a persona. You can have a name that is very generic, like, hi, my name is Anna, and um, I'm your uh, customer service rep today. How can I help you? Versus, the, you know, please fill in a form and we'll get back to you in two working days. So customer, it wouldn't be just customer service, it's uh, really just engagement between the brands and the consumer because uh, it doesn't matter anymore whether you are a mom and pop shop or you are a large conglomerate, I expect the same speedy kind of response from the brand owner. If not, because now the choice is with the consumer, they can easily switch to support another brand, discover another brand, and it's just that fast happening on social. Great, great, that's amazing. So we are almost finishing with the with the questions. We are almost finishing with everything. But Laura, we would like to know what are the, the key areas or the areas that you have seen uh, growing that are opportunities for investments in, in social commerce, what kind of platforms or technologies? Um, I'm sorry, all right, uh, I, was, uh, I was on mute. Um, yeah, I mean, there are other, because we, we, we now uh, talk a lot of uh, um, how the, the, the brands and, and the physical uh, products are, are um, getting into social media to communicate uh, their attributes to, um, 
to public and and uh, enhance uh, their brands with uh, uh, the the their, their the influences and and the communities per se. But there are other uh, kinds of uh, uh, services that that can also uh, take a lot of advantages with uh, from social media, like. Uh, 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 financial services, healthcare, and uh, um, as well. Um, let's say that uh, that that you have a platform that uh, allows uh, people to understand how a disease works, and that uh, you want uh, your community to be aware of uh, the symptoms, and that uh, you want uh, people to go. Uh, uh, and to learn how the, the disease uh, um, um, uh, is uh, uh, it, it starts in in in, uh, in 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 a community, and then you want uh, the the people to learn how to avoid and uh, how or, or when it's the exact moment to go to a hospital, for example. Uh, this this is very interesting because you end up avoiding a lot of uh, mistakes and a lot of uh, uh, um, uh, things that that uh, and a lot of uh, uh, waste of uh, time and resources that uh, that you can actually teach your your entire uh, system how to prevent and how to communicate to each other. So this is the case of financial services, health care. Uh, services as well, uh, education, for example. So you you can uh, you can build communities considering how people learn and uh, how what are the the contents and what are the methodologies that uh, will be able to help uh, uh, different uh, types of uh, people and ages uh, uh, from from different ages to uh, uh, be expert on on. Uh, on, on different uh, subjects. So uh, there is a bunch of other um, uh, aspects in terms of uh, services that, uh, that are still flying under the radar of, uh, of uh, a lot of uh, people. So I would say that uh, services will be the next, uh, the next uh, sector or segment to benefit from social. And, and what would be the future of social commerce? How do you see it in the next 5, 10, 20 years, Jingyi? Um, we definitely see, uh, especially in this part of the world in Asia, it will be very, very prominent. Um, it will be the way people buy and sell online. People do business, uh, whether you're doing a full-time business or you're doing this as a part-time, um, as a reseller. Uh, but I would say that it wouldn't replace every type of commerce out there because there is a different preference for every um, type of buyer. So, for example, there will always be bargain hunters and marketplaces work really well for those people. So I go there, I search for something and I sort price uh, low to high. Uh, I look for discounts, I look for cashback. So marketplace works for them. But... Um, because uh, there is still a very large group of people who are unbanked and not very tech savvy. So they will primarily depend on social and social commerce are uh, really thrive in those areas. So we see um, with logistic improving, definitely that will be the next wave. Um, we've seen a lot of examples coming out from China. Uh, China has done a very good job uh, in terms of building social commerce in every single aspect. We believe that uh, social commerce will, in Southeast Asia will also follow suit. Um, definitely, uh, in, 
I think not even in the next five years, uh, maybe in the next 24 months, we will be able to see drastic growth of what social is. So now it's uh, primarily on social media, uh, conversation commerce, and uh, live streaming. So in the future, we're talking about things like, hey, what, how can we do shoppable runways, you know, shoppable videos, um, and make uh, commerce and conversion even easier for both the buyer and both the seller. And um, all this is possible when all the ecosystem players come together. So we're very blessed, at least uh, in Malaysia, Indonesia, where we are present, um, the fintech is growing very strong. We have so many logistic companies uh, that cater to different types of products. Whether you're selling something small to something very large, uh, there's different type of providers there. Um, and once uh, cross-border is, is less expensive, I believe uh, the growth will be even bigger uh, in this particular region. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you very much. So obviously social commerce, it's a great topic. We can be speaking about social commerce for, for, you know, for hours and so on. We really would like to thank you everyone to attend this webinar. We really would like to thank you, our allies, Asim, EGADE, GAN, Generation S, Global Corporate Venturing, Innova360, IBCA, LabCan, BC Academy. And a special thank you to Laura Constantini from Astella, and Jinji So from Havana, thank you so much for being today with us. We expect that you enjoy this webinar and see you in our next webinar on March. Please stay tuned. Please follow us in our in our in our LinkedIn account. Please listen to our podcast and and and, and follow us in all of our networks. Thank you so much, everyone, and have a nice day.